The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Support for Armchair and the Saints Happy Hour podcast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you using on your balls. That's just nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Held. We are the perfect blend of saint sincerity and stupidity. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, I got the other one too. I'm just reading the wrong one. Uh, <laughs> you just you just went full, Ralph. <laughs> you never go you full, went, Ralph. You went man. Ralph to a level that Ralph hasn't gone. <laughs> hey, Ralph, here's a new opening. And now, here's your host, Ralph Malbro. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to a Sunday edition of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Uh, we got to go a day early because go Tigers. LSU's playing tomorrow, Monday night. I'm going to be drunk. We ain't having no podcast during the LSU National Championship game in New Orleans. It ain't happening. You're not drunk now? What's that? Said so you're not drunk now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm a little tipsy, but the thing is, man, like, with the Saints not in the playoffs, I just, I, I gotta get, like, once the Saints season ends, I sort of go into, like, get healthier mode and reduce the drinking and all that. So, like, let, tomorrow is, like, the final blowout day of get drunk during the football season. It's the uh, final countdown. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, look what I've started. <laughs> so let me so let me ask you, gentlemen. Uh, Michael Thomas yesterday took immense satisfaction and glee in the Vikings getting bounced and even fought with a NOLA.com reporter over it for a very long time, practically the whole Which night. One? Um, Which reporter? Did the, Vi- did the Vikings no. getting skull-dragged, basically, did it bring you joy, as much joy as it apparently brought Michael Thomas? I mean, me personally, uh, yeah. You've always you've you've, you've got a relish in your enemies' failures and defeats. Yeah, I agree. I mean, to, to me, it was like Stefan Diggs was just like kind of both times they beat us. Um, you know, the first time at least he could talk because he made a ridiculous play at the end of the game. But this time, it's just like him. Doing the bike life thing right in Sean Payton's face. It's like you caught three passes, man. Or did he catch two? He caught a well, he caught a touchdown yesterday. Fight no, no, but I'm saying against the Saints. Oh he no, he did ball. he didn't do jack so shit. For him, yeah, yeah. So for him to talk all that trash on the Saints, it's just like I was like, All right, I, I kinda want you guys to lose, you know. And and the Vikings like you know what's interesting is I listened to some Vikings podcasts just to get their perspective before the Saints played them. And I also just kind of went on Twitter and kind of got people hate John Payton, like opposing fans hate them. And for whatever reason, hate us because they ain't us. It's it's on steroids with the Vikings. Like those fans hate 
Sean Payton with a burning passion. And so, I don't know. It is a little personal, and I, I mean, am glad they is, lost. I mean, this is... You know, this has gone a long way. I mean, we've got the NFC Championship game in 09. We've got uh, 2017. Now we've got 2019. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, there have been some pretty epic. I mean, crucially I mean, epic they, cru- they crushed us in 87, they, and they crushed us in uh, was 2000. It 06? Was it 06 they crushed I mean, us? They're no, allowed the to hate Peyton. We, we hate them. But, uh, I mean, they, yeah, Kevin, like, they could, they could beat coach, the Saints so. in the playoffs for five straight years, and if they don't win a Super Bowl, like it doesn't fix 2009 for them. Like we we have that, and they don't, and it drives them fucking nuts. Is isn't that what this is? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but like, I, and that's the reason why they like. I mean, shit. I, I don't have to go listen to. I don't have to waste my fucking time listening to a uh, Vikings podcast where they discuss. <laughs> Where they discuss this and their favorite hot dish recipes, uh, you know. We actually, did talk about that. Oh, I, I wouldn't surprise me. Um, <coughs> it's like, oh, 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 what you gonna bring the hot dish down to Lake Minnetonka for? Oh, that'd be good. Um, <laughs> that kind of sounded it's, like it's, a Boston, Minnesota person. Well, look, let me have this, Dave. Um, <laughs> it's it's okay. Oh. The bounty system. They were intentionally targeting Brett Favre. What the fuck ever, man. You guys took a fucking guy who was brittle and old as fuck, who could still throw the ball, but was still making poor decisions, and in fact was making more of them because he was old as fuck. And and your O-line couldn't protect him from getting his, his dick knocked in the dirt, and your fucking star running back couldn't hang on to the football to save his own fucking life, and it all fucking cost him. Breaking news: Adrian Peterson just fumbled again in the 2009 NFC. <laughs> and he's gonna take out his poor kids when he gets home. <laughs> Ten years uh, later. So yeah, so so yeah, I get it. I get it. You're frustrated, you, and 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 that's that's life, motherfuckers. Welcome to it. <laughs> Welcome to it. Uh, you know, and then, you... And, and then and then and then you guys get the miracle fucking win in 2017, and then you dickheads, your your fuck your fucked up franchise proceeds to blow it the following week and gets and and gets uh, the brakes beat off of them, and then they got nothing to show for it. Well, that's that's what I was gonna say. Is that, honestly, the Vikings should should not want to play the Saints in the playoffs because every time they play the Saints, they win, and now now. And then they just get their ass kicked in the next round. So, oh yeah, that, that's, I mean, how about how about you rewind? Beat the Saints. Rewind. Beat the Saints. Lose in the next round. Get embarrassed. Rewind to the two thousand uh, to, to the two thousand season. Rewind to that season. The Saints win their first fucking playoff game in history, and then they lose to Minnesota. And then what does Minnesota go and do? They go and lose in the next fucking round. No, they got. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Shut out.
in the NFC Championship game. That's yeah. What wasn't I was that against thinking. the Giants? That was two thousand, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> so. But yeah, you know, I mean, in fairness to them, though. It is really unique. I don't want to hear fairness. You know, listen, I mean, you, you got to understand this per- perspective, though. It's really unique that the Saints wanted to affect the quarterback. Like, that the Saints wanted to hit Brett Favre. Like, that's unheard of that someone would want to hit an opposing quarterback. So, I, I understand that they're mad. The Saints have played 21 playoff games, and nine of them have been against either the Eagles or the Vikings, which is just weird. Um, and, uh, I've had about enough of the Vikings. Like, I, I don't, like, if they get to the playoffs next year, just not the Vikings. I just, and it's not that they, this, the Vikings beat them. It's just, I'm just tired of it. I don't want the Vikings and Eagles. I want somebody else, uh, cause it's more fun that way. Um, I don't know if any of you saw it, but, in, and I didn't see it when it first came out yesterday or whenever it was, but Antonio Brown released a music video. <laughs> mocking the saints and um listen i know stunt. that it was they, all a stunt it was all a stunt right i mean wait when did this come out when did he post this it was sometime yesterday because i saw it on the yeah. when i checked the saints happy hour twitter feed people were like are we gonna have a breaking news podcast of antonio brown but you, <laughs> you know you know what the best thing about that was though it's that in in that video, in the freaking video, there is a phone call with his his agent. I think it's Drew Rosen. It's Drew Rosenhaus, yeah. But yeah, where Drew is saying to Antonio Brown, "Hey man, they want to see where your head is out. They're they're gonna they're gonna sign you. They're interested in signing you, but they want you in there. They want to see what kind of shape you're in. More importantly, they want to see where your head is at, and they don't want a bunch of fanfare." They want to make sure that you're not going to cause any problems, and they just want to make sure like you're at a good place mentally. He says all that stuff, and Antonio Brown is so stupid that he actually posts it. So it's like it's like his own agent is negating everything that he's saying because he goes to New Orleans and completely shows his ass. It's like it's well, like I, having I held on a I job interview and being held. All we need you to video. do is wear pants. Just show up to the job interview, wear pants, and you get the job. And you come in, and you're buck-ass There were no pants. Yep. Now, wait. I didn't know about this music video, but you did, Ralph. And how you did not make that video the open for our show this week <laughs> is is a fucking crime. It's yes. criminal. The, the audio for Dang that music video needs God. to be our open. <laughs> next week do we have to pay bmi Shame on you, eight Ralph. cents Shame or on something you. damn it we'll get it next week you know it's kind Kev, of Kev, hey that's why people patrons donate to the podcast become a, a, a monthly member seven dollars a month you get the saints podcast every day and we'll take that money and we'll use it to have the rights to play the antonio brown music video Turn your money, hey, get, making it. A I don't want to give that motherfucker any more money. Like, it, it, you know <laughs> what? Make all the music videos you want, pal. Burn through all that fucking money. You'll be, you'll be, you know, putting, uh, putting yourself out there to make cameos for people. I mean, you if know. you're making cameos, that shows a desperate, a level of celebrity desperation that shows me that you may or may not be able to afford to buy Subway Sandwich if you're making cameos for people. And Kevin, tell people what Cameo is if people aren't familiar with it. Cameo is basically a online service where people can pay like like shit. Let's say let's say you want Ralph to sing you happy birthday or you know, give a 30 second prep, uh, pep talk to your kid before the SAT for some fucking reason. Ralph will have a thing set up on a page where you can say where he'll set a price and be like, all right, for a 60 second message, it'll cost you 50 bucks. You PayPal Ralph or go through the thing and give him the 50 bucks. And sure enough, Ralph will cut the video uh, hyping your kid up to go take the SATs uh, or he'll sing your mom happy birthday or he'll, uh, you know, Wish your wife happy anniversary for you. He'll do whatever you want for 50 bucks. 
Yeah, so as a real-life example of this, somebody I know had Sean Astin do a video for his kid on like his 10th birthday, I think because he was like a big Notre Dame fan. So he was how, much did, how much did Sean Astin cost on Cameo? I don't know. I didn't... I, I, Probably I didn't, a lot. I, I, I didn't ask. I'm guessing, like, he, Sean, he's at least $1,000, right? The Cameo? That would me that wouldn't surprise me no 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 have you ever been on that website no like the most expensive i mean pierre thomas is on there for like 30 bucks pierre thomas is uh, not rudy i mean I know, come but, on, man. but i mean rudy's probably like 250 like it's it's pretty cheap like it's not yeah i mean the, the most expensive on there i think is like dennis rodman for 500 bucks or something oh wow dennis sean Aston is worth Sean Aston's got to be worth more than fucking Dennis Rodman. Mm, you think? So, you think? But I don't. Go on the west. Go on the website and look right now. So if we were gonna, if we wait, were gonna wait, allocate, wait if Pierre Thomas is thirty, we gotta get, we gotta pay Pierre Thomas to do an intro or something. Yeah. Well, no. I was. So I was gonna say if, if I paid, I paid. He was like twenty a couple years ago, and my son broke his arm in the summer, and I had him like send a video to my son, being like, "Keep your head up. It's all good." You know, yeah, I can't remember what he said exactly, but so if we were gonna use it was awesome. If we were gonna use Saints Happy Hour podcast money, and we were gonna get the most ridiculous cameo, who would we get, and what would we want them to read for us? I think the actor that was Pee Wee Herman that was like masturbating in a in a movie theater. Remember? Yes, I think he's on there. Yeah. In the Pee Wee voice, good. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. A oh, good I one. think that shoot, Shooter McGavin also the actor <laughs> the Shooter McGavin. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, this is Shooter McGavin over Pee Wee. <laughs> <laughs> We've officially entered the off-season zone where we're debating. There, there you go. There's you don't your... think it would be funny to make that guy uh, reference his movie theater arrest, though? He's not going to want to do that. I mean, if we slip him, if we use the whole month of of Patreon dollars, you know, I want more value than that, man. When's the last time you saw that guy on TV? TV? I don't know. I'm sure he's had like a Netflix special or something. Like Paul (laughs) Rubens, uh, Paul Rubens been doing all right for himself lately. I think he's getting like a lot of residuals and like really, yeah. I think he's turned his life around. I don't know, man. They got a lot of people, man, that love Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Like old middle-aged people at my office. They they force their kids Dude, to watch. I and they grew love up it. on that shit. So. So. Now that we're in the off season, Dave, it is officially Drew Brees needs to work for the Saints for eight dollars and fifty cents uh, and take a pay cut season. <laughs> um. So two dollars and eighty three cents. Yeah, wait, I did that wrong. wrong. They were talking about today on on the countdown on ESPN countdown that that networks have have approached him or whatever to be a analyst. They want Drew Brees to be the next Tony Romo. But my question to you, Dave, I don't I don't think he would be uh, that good in in that role. I don't think that's a role that suits him. Really? Yeah. I don't. You, I don't I know. Think, I just, I did don't you see listen it. to Sean Payton today? Uh, no. Why? He was pretty damn good on ESPN. Oh. Yeah, no. I feel like Drew Brees would Wait, be. What did good he? What did he do on ESPN? He was uh, part of like the pre pregame coverage with uh, Randy Moss and yeah. Sam oh. Sam Ponder and Rex Ryan. It was interesting to me that Rex Ryan was on set next to Payton. I wonder. I'm sure. I'm sure it's all good between them, but you know the whole. Sean Payton fired Fire his brother, my brother. I think. Yeah. yeah. No, but, but I mean, uh, Sean Payton. Sean Payton was pretty good, um, but you know he he stopped short of saying Drew is definitely going to be back. But he did. I mean, the quote was like, "Yes, I expect him to be back playing next season for the New Orleans Saints." He said something like that. So I mean, it was he didn't say emphatically. I think Sam Ponder asked him again. You know, can you say with certainty? And he was like, "Well, you know, I just." I feel confident that Drew will be quarterback in the Saints next year. So, Do gentlemen, you... gentlemen, Brett Favre is on cameo for four hundred dollars. 
Wow. We that might, it might be worth it. Is Shocky on there? I, you know what? I'll try and find Shockey on there. But I want we, I, Listen, if we can get Brett Favre on there to say that he, he does not think he was targeted, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> we need a GoFundMe for this. We do. We need him to say something derogatory about Brad Childress for having 12 people in the huddle. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what we need. <laughs> and then saying, saying something like, I, I was in Detroit. And that's why I threw the interception. I mean, maybe maybe have him say that Anthony Hargrove was unfairly uh, was unfairly suspended, and he wants to be hit by him again. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Anthony Hargrove, man. The only the only person that really had, besides the Saints fans who had their 12, 2012 season ruined, Anthony Hargrove is the, the person that got the biggest screw job out of Bounty Gate because everybody else is pretty much fine after it, you know. Uh, but Anthony Hargrove, he never played in the NFL again, I don't believe. Um, Here's a good thing for, for our listeners. Uh, send us, you know, tag uh, at Saints Happy Hour, our, our Twitter account, and tag us with potential things that you would want us to get Brett Favre to say. Yeah. And the best submission, we'll, we'll try to make that happen. I think you need to work in something about 12 men in the huddle, that compression sleeve that he hawks at 1 in the morning that I always see on a Saturday, um, and about his dong pictures that he sent to uh, Ben Steiger. <laughs> I think we need to work it all in. We'll pay him the $4. We'll have a, we'll have a writer's room meeting. And we'll write it up. He has, to say the, he has to say the words Tracy Porter and Anthony Hargrove. <laughs> and, and he has to reference Remy Ayadel peeing on the Vikings midfield. Or what, was that the Falcons he did that yeah, to? I think that was the Falcons. Oh, oh well. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, no. So we'll give him a pass on that one. We'll give him a pass. I think it's. I think it would be well worth four hundred dollars. You know. Oh, and by the way, this week, people, if you were at the twelve dollar level and you qualified for your T-shirt, um, my wife is working on shipping them out to you, so you'll be getting them pretty soon. Uh, <laughs> I'm torn about the the cameo. Do they do they have any other? NFL people, do they have any other like? Do they have any Falcons? Oh, they, have tons. they have Lance Moore is on there. No, I want Joe like Thomas. a. I want well, like how much person. is Lance Moore? Fifty bucks. Yeah, something like that. I want Roddy White. Is Roddy White <laughs> or Mike Smith or like? <laughs> I don't think. Smith. I don't. I don't think Mike Smith is going to be getting uh, Mike Smith. a lot That's, of. That'd be a lot hilarious. Of if we get Mike Smith, I want it. I want him to talk about how he wears socks with mandals. I want. Smith, what about you? Pay, pay for thirty-second messages, and he waits until the twenty-eight-second mark before he starts talking. What about Evander Holyfield or MC Hammer? They're like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're both on there. Holyfield, I think, is on there. Yeah. All right, I'm hey, going on the Ralph, website. I'm going to now. I got. I got news, Ralph. What? A Zigbo is on there for twenty-five dollars. No, my. <laughs> I see him. My uh, Divine my UDFA $25. adopted UDFA son who didn't make the he, team. He, he's, uh, he's a Jaguar now, but I figured you'd, you'd still want. Wait, we can get yeah. uh, we can get Larry Thomas, a.k.a. the Soup Nazi, for 60 bucks. We can get him. <laughs> we could probably get him to say, no soup for you. And then we could use that as our sound bit. <laughs> I, mean, like, I wonder, like, the Soup Nazi guy, like, how many he turns out a day. You know, I get 60 bucks a pop. Is he like, Deborah, no soup for you. Oh, wait, what? We can get Gilbert Godfrey. Like, I've heard I've heard stories that uh, from some of these uh, like some of these celebs like that. They'll they'll pick and choose and they'll do like maybe like 20, 20 or so in a day. Like, it's not like they're sitting there for like six hours straight recording. Recording cameos like they'll. They just pick and choose. It's not like Ooh, uh, it's not like twenty five dollars. It's not like Pete Rose signing th- uh, seven hundred baseballs a day in Boca Raton. Basically, 
<laughs> we we could ask Austin Carr to come on and explain why he hasn't caught a pass all year. <laughs> DJ Spiller, $25. He could just recount his one greatest Saints moment ever, the touchdown in overtime versus Dallas. Uh, so there wasn't much actual Saints news this week, Dave, except for Mike Nolan Surely. is going to <laughs> – is going to Dallas, and uh, uh, Aaron Glenn may leave and be defensive coordinator for the Giants. Um, Ooh, Jeff Blake, $30. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm just – you, you keep talking. I'm just as I, as I come across more Saints, I'll let you know. <laughs> so, Dave, our Man- – Manti Teo, 100 bucks. What? That's you know. That's yeah. Crazy. I wonder if we should get Manti Teo to say that he's our fake girlfriend. Nah, if you want him to mention the fake we girlfriend, it probably like doubles in price. Well, no, we should we should hire him as as a girl. We'll we'll pretend like we're a girl, and then <laughs> Garrett Hartley, fifty dollars. I don't know where I was going with that. Is Bobby Abear on there? Marcus Williams, one hundred dollars. Man, that is a. I should probably filter by New Orleans Saints. I could do this a lot quicker. Yeah. So. <laughs> we, All right, hold on, hold on. We got we got Michael, 20, Michael we got Vick 25. is a grand. We got twenty five. All right, we got Jeff Blake, Lance Moore, Austin Carr, Manti Teo, Garrett Hartley, Marcus Williams, Willie Rofe, T.J. Green, Justin Hardy, uh, Junior, Keith Kirkwood. Yeah, Ted Ginn is three fifty, and then what? you got Vince Beagle. Former Saint. So there you go. That's all Ted we got. Ted Ginn is three hundred and fifty dollars. Yep. Jeez, that's a stunner. I mean, it must be thirty-five dollars for each pass that's dropped this season. Keith, <laughs> Keith Kirkwood, fifty bucks. That sounds about right. He thing is, what about Ted him? Gregory? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's. I think he might be dead. Oh, I thought he was still alive somehow. Adrian Peterson, two hundred bucks. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Ted Ginn is more than Adrian Peterson. I mean, you, you, I guess you can set your own price, huh? Who yeah, sets you the can. Prices? Yeah, you, you you set your own price. I mean, and yes, Ted Gregory is still alive. My apologies, Kevin. Ted Ginn has a high opinion of his. Um... <laughs> Celebrity. Have you seen those chains he's been wearing post game in the locker room? That's true. That doesn't pay for itself. Uh, I know it's early. Wait, who was this Genio Grissom? Oh, he was like a pass rusher that was in training camp with us. Yeah, his picture is when he was on the Saints. Uh, is Aaron Brooks says he's on cameo? Patriots, though. He's ten. He's ten bucks. <laughs> Man, if we paid Genio Grissom ten bucks, that dude would have to come on the podcast like eight times. I was gonna say ten dollars, a dollar a time, buddy. <laughs> oh, what 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 number was Tony Gonzalez? Was he eighty eight? Did he wear a number eighty eight? Eighty eight. Eighty or eighty eight. That's that's adorable. His his price is one hundred and eighty eight dollars. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there with that! Uh, oh, Plaxico Burris, hundred bucks. You can ask him why. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> How much to have him shoot somebody in the leg? <laughs> now we're having some fun. <laughs> I love the off season. Um, Grissom's ten bucks, but there's no actual news. But here's the thing, and I want you all to answer this as I try to get us kind of, sort of back on football. <laughs> but if I said, live stream right now. <laughs> if I said to you, Taysom Hill, what's more likely? He charges five hundred dollars on Cameo, or? The Saints are going to tender him at the first round uh, status, which would pay him $4.7 million. What is more likely, Dave? 
Wait, say it again. What was that? That he's on cameo for five hundred dollars, or the Saints Who? are going to tender him at the first round qualifying offer, which would guarantee him four point seven million dollars. Who? Who? Taysom. Uh, I mean, I think. I mean, I would think that the Saints are going to tender him at the highest possible level, don't you? Um, I mean, Andrew, what do you think? Do you think the Saints are going to fuck around and try to tender him at the second round level? Taysom. Yeah. Uh, possibly, yeah. Uh, I mean, remember, uh, they can still match. They can still match any contract uh, that, that someone offers him. But, I mean, I would be nervous. That's a thing. Like, you know, uh, I I would be tempted to tender him at the second-round level. But, yeah, I don't know. If, if you're another team, are you giving up a second-round pick for a guy that's not your starting quarterback? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Kevin, I don't see many teams doing that. I mean, the Patriots, well, the Patriots might because they have like multiple second round picks. And Bill, like Taysom would give Bill Belichick a raging hard on. To be able to like, I mean, Taysom Hill alone in New England would sell probably eight million dollars worth of jerseys the day they got him. Like that's that would that would be if the Saints tender him at a second round level, Kevin. That's my fear that New England steals him. 
But again, like I mean, if like Juge said, I mean the Saints could match it though. So Jason says is Matt Ryan three hundred and twenty eight dollars. Yeah, maybe Steve Weatherford fifty bucks. <laughs> Steve Weatherford. The only the thing I ever pumper? remember. He wore a watch. We- like well, Weather- Weatherford is actually he uh, he's a fitness coach now. Like he's into like bodybuilding and. Didn't he have a show like a reality he's show? Kinda made, like a he's kind of made he's kind of made a name for himself a little bit post football. Yeah. Oh. Wait, who the hell? Who who is Crank? There's a guy on here, Crank, for five bucks. You can talk to Crank. It just says he's a football player. <laughs> who is Crank? Crank, it sounds like either a rapper or a villain on some Netflix superhero knockoff show. (laughs) Crank. Um, Okay, so I got in a little Twitter spat with people, some guy last night, totally random. Uh, He he said that Lamar Jackson was – he said – uh, Lamar Jackson, this is who Lamar Jackson is in the playoffs, and he tweeted a picture of Aaron Brooks. And I got mad at him, and I was like, has Lamar Jackson thrown four touchdowns in a playoff game? Show some fucking respect. And Put I didn't some reala- respect on him. Yeah, I didn't realize, though, that his followers, like, I didn't realize that he had, like, 40,000 followers. He was a whatever person in Kansas City. And, like, his followers... Ralph, you're kind of an, you're an Aaron Brooks stan. I am. I'm a total Aaron Brooks stan. He's the second best quarterback in Saints history. Fight me. I don't care. Uh, so the thing was, like I tweeted out, and I didn't think of it, but like his followers are really weird, and they were like, like a bunch of them like dug up pictures of me on the internet and were like, dude, don't worry about this guy. And one of them tweeted a picture of me from like seven years ago when I was working out like every day. And it's me at the Bellagio Casino in Vegas, and I look fucking amazing. <laughs> and I thanked what? the guy, and then it got really weird. Where I just wanted to throw that. Is from Facebook? I don't know where he got it, because I did a Google search for my name, and, and like they had like 9,000 photos of me on Channel 4 looking like a douche doing the live hit every <laughs> Monday. Like He should have co- pulled that one. But he pulled the one from me at Vegas where I was working out like five days a week and eating like 1,400 calories. Like, I looked good. Well, well now I'm Googling you and seeing what comes up. Just horrible. Because uh, this, this will make for some good podcast content. <laughs> you can Google my name and muckrake comes up and you can read every single column I've ever written. Um, but no, my point is Actually, to get... Actually, a picture of Drew Brees comes up... Uh... Uh, While well, he's on the stand for his diamond lawsuit comes up when I search your your name. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> I enough. had a lot of tweets about the diamonds. Um, but the reason why I, I did that story, Andrew, is I wanted to talk about just in the general sense that in the playoffs there's these – because it's the playoffs, the media and fans want to create these narratives of like, oh, Lamar Jackson, he really wasn't good. He's not a pocket passer. And they create all these narratives off of one game when really – and like, oh, Drew Brees, he can't cut anymore. He can't throw deep, and that's why the Saints didn't win. When I just look at these playoff games, I look at them, I'm like, you know why these teams – you know why Baltimore lost? You know why the Saints lost? Because they turned the fucking ball over. That's why they <laughs> lost. Like, it wasn't it wasn't any more complicated than that. Like, Lamar, like the – like – Baltimore had three turnovers, Tennessee had none, and that will screw you in any football game, any year, the last 50 years or 50 years prior. And I just, that was the point I was making, I was telling the funny Twitter story, but but that's the point I want to make is, is that, is it that simple and do we get caught up in these narratives over these playoff games where we want to make these grand sweeping statements about teams that lose and especially yeah. the saints when it's just, yeah. it was just, it's just really simple. It, it's, it's, it's one game. And, and you know what? I think, I think I always felt this way, but this, this, the playoffs were a nice reminder for me. Like current momentum is total bullshit. It's like, remember 2009, the saints lost three games in a row going into the playoffs before winning a super bowl. And, I just think this notion that like you got to be peaking at the right time, or you got to be playing your best football in week sixteen, like 
it, it all resets and, and, and none of that stuff matters. And, you know, the Titans had lost to the Saints in week 16 and, and they got Henry back and they've just won two playoff games in a row. Like it, it's one game. Your coach has to come up with a good game plan. The team has to execute it. And it doesn't matter who's playing well. It doesn't matter who's playing poorly. It's one game and whoever executes better wins. And it's a lot of it's luck. A lot of it's execution on that day. But I just, I'm not buying into kind of these narratives anymore. It's just like football. We, we love to overcomplicate. We love to say, well, Drew can't do this. You know, Sean, Sean's play calling is this. But the bottom line is the Saints got whipped up front, period. The offensive line was not good enough. And, yes, they could have run the ball better. Yes, they could have um, – maybe the play calling could have improved. But, you know, would they have done any better if they run more? I don't know. The offensive line was not playing well in that game. And and that's that's – to me, that's the biggest disappointment because when you paid Teron Armstead, who at the time when he got his contract, I think it was the richest ever for a left tackle and then – uh, Larry Warford got a ton of money in free agency, and he's a pro bowler. And Andres Pete is a pro bowler, and he's a first-round pick. And McCoy, they traded up in the second round to get him. And Ramchek is an all-pro, and they drafted him in the first round. So they've invested heavily in that offensive line, and it's supposed to be really, really good. And at times this year, they looked phenomenal, um, but they just didn't show up and play that great. And the Saints got beat in the trenches, and you know, that, that's that's probably the biggest disappointment about that game because that was really where I thought the Saints would have the best chance of going far in the postseason was leaning on this quality offensive line. Well, well just and just piggybacking on Andrew, you know, that's what's most frustrating to me is that, you know, if, if we agree with Andrew that, you know, sometimes you just you, you, you could be a good team. You could be a talented team. You could have a good roster. But sometimes you just go out there on any given Sunday or Saturday or whatever, Monday night, and you you just lay an egg. You just have a shitty game. You don't execute like Andrew said. And that's what's frustrating to me because the Saints almost still pulled out the win last week. They still yeah. almost, even though they didn't play their best game of the season by any means, uh, they still almost snuck away with a win. And had they snuck away with a win, I think the Saints team is at least good enough to not play two back-to-back game shitty games. I, I really do believe yeah. that uh, if they had gotten away with a win against uh, against Jesus the Vikings, uh, I really do think they would not have had two back-to-back shitty games. I think they would have come out and they probably would have played really great today. And I think they would have given the Packers a run for their money. I mean, the Packers looked good. Their defense looked good. They were putting a lot of pressure. Uh, so, I mean, that ha- that kind of concern concerns me. But I, I think they... I think they would have gotten their act together uh, and they could have potentially won today and could have been playing in the NFC championship game. I mean, it's just, it's like, Andrew said. no, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm not making, I'm not making excuses, but it's like Andrew said, I mean, like you're talking about the saints, they were, they had eight turnovers uh, all season. And then, uh, and Drew Brees had like zero, zero fumbles and zero interceptions over the last however five six games or whatever and then you know he throws uh, an interception and he loses the ball once you know two turnovers i mean that's just that'll kill you yeah, yeah that well that'll kill you but that's he, he that was this it just happened to be the worst fucking time that he could have had that game uh you know <laughs> but prior to that and leading up to that he was he was great and he was just fine and it just sucks that it's, you know, it's just, it, it's, you know, I don't know. It's just like Marvin Lewis in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> Marvin Lewis just can't win in the playoffs. And Drew Brees just happened to have a shitty game uh, in the playoffs. Well, no, it, but, it makes, but it makes it. I just want to real quick, though. I want to go back to like what we said before in that I think I, I actually sympathize a little bit with John Payton because I understand the thought that, hey, if Alvin Kamara can go on a run here in the playoffs. I believe he's healthy. I think is now I, I don't know that this is what they were thinking, but I, I could picture them saying, I think Alvin's knee is better. And I think his ankle is better. And if we can get Alvin back to being Alvin and, and just have Kamara go off in these playoffs, that he's going to carry us to a title. And I could see them thinking that. And 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 he it just wasn't there. It wasn't happening with Kamara. I mean, we saw ever since he got injured, ever since, when he came back, like 
there, there were flashes here and there, but he never really fully put it together. And I think Sean Payton, I mean, he was mistaken, obviously, but he was counting on that because I think if he knew that Kamara was going to play like this, if he was going to play like shit in this game, I think he would have run the ball more and he would have leaned on Latavius Murray, Latavius Murray. But I think Sean Payton psychologically was thinking in his head, and I don't blame him for this. I think Kamara's recovered and he, we need him to go off if we want a chance to win a Super Bowl. Well, here's a, here's a question that I wanted to do. <laughs> I wanted to do earlier, but we got into the important Saints football hardcore stuff of who should we pay to do a cameo for the podcast. But Kevin, I want to ask you. I want to start with you, but I want everybody to answer this. You know, we talk about the offensive Justin Hardy line. is twenty bucks. <laughs> we talk about the Saints' offensive line, and it's performed bad last Sunday. It performed bad the last playoffs kind of and it's kind of health is not one of their skills you know they sort of the last three years even they've sort of deteriorated as they got to the playoffs and Andres Pete's a free agent Warford's in the last year of his deal and I want to ask you as the only single person still on this podcast in relationships they always say sometimes it's better to end it earlier a year early than a year late get out before it turns terrible then wait for it to become a total dumpster fire so my question to you is the Saints offensive line you look at it still good you know they could get a guard or whatever but do you think the Saints will look at it and say hey we get a chance to get rid of Pete he's a free agent Warford it's on the last year of his deal we're gonna we're gonna tear this up and really renovate it and change it a lot we're gonna maybe get away get off of it a year earlier than we should to try to make it better do you think that's a possibility uh, yeah I mean I mean well do I think it's possible I'm hoping it's a possibility I would prefer that the Saints uh look to improve the O-line and, and get another wide receiver in the draft. I, I saw somebody early uh, earlier today tweet out that uh, it was something to the effect of the Saints are going to draft an offensive, watch the Saints draft an offensive lineman in the first round, and we all bitch about it immediately. But then about a week later, we're all like, oh, no, 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 that makes sense. <laughs> as soon as Teron Armstead tears a peck lifting weights in June. I cannot believe I'm all all for them drafting. I cannot believe that people still for Saints draft Twitter still tweet at me. I love the second round depth, Ralph. Do you think the Saints will trade down? I'm like, motherfuckers, are you new here? Do you not like like it's never happening? Or Kevin, do you just have like six burner Twitter accounts and you just tweet that at me for fun? Like I don't understand. But man, I am too lazy to have tw- <laughs> burner accounts. I mean, it's just I don't understand these people. Like it's never happening. They're never trading down ever. Um, but but Andrew, continue. continue. They're overdue though. I, I mean. You, you could say I'm overdue for my left that, hand. That's like saying the Browns are overdue to make the playoffs. I mean, eventually I mean, it will happen true. in 2050. I mean, on a list of things uh, more likely to happen than the Saints, I mean, less, well, I don't know. Like, the Saints Elvis aren't is gonna... still alive. That's more likely. <laughs> what is that? Elvis Presley still being alive is more likely than the Saints trading down. <laughs> I would say us. Uh, yeah, I would say Elvis being alive, Kennedy being alive, um, Barack Obama getting on cameo uh, would be more likely. Um, but here's here's my here's my question. Dave about the offensive line. Do you think the Saints are gonna go big money at guard? Because Pete's gone and they'll say we wanna get like a super duper twelve million dollar a year guard. 
I mean, that's kind of been their mo, right? They've always uh, they've always paid pretty good money for those interior O linemen. Uh, they paid Warford. You know, they remember, Andrew, I remember who did the they chase? days. Who did they who did they chase before they signed Warford? And they chased him yeah. hard. Right. Zietler. Right. And then, like yeah. twenty minutes later, they signed Warford. Yeah. It was Zietler. And uh, how was he? Has he been any good? Because I mean, honestly, Warford yeah, has yeah, been he's fine. been he's been I mean, pretty good. I mean, if, if Warford if Warford was less money, I, I think honestly we that we came out all right on that deal. Yeah, Zeeler's been good, but I would say that uh, Warford's been better. Well, yeah, yeah. Warf Zietler was twelve million dollars. Warford is eight, and Warford probably gave you eighty five percent of what Zietler did. Yeah, you know, I mean, and uh, what no, Carl no, no. Gave... I mean, but Zietler hasn't been to the Pro Bowl. War- no, Warford true. has, so. Yeah, but he was I, on I Cleveland, and the then same. he was I on would the Giants. Say the made out on that one. I mean, yeah. but Zietler played for the Browns and the Giants. I mean, guards from yeah. shitty teams don't go to the Pro Bowl. That's just yeah. But he my he only lasted two years at the Browns. That That's was my true. point. Like, That's I true. Mean, the Saints may know, have dodged. I, the I, I would say that Warford is a better player at this point. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, so I mean, you know, they 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 value their interior offensive linemen uh, possibly even more than they do their exterior offensive linemen. But uh, uh, so, yeah, it w- I mean, it certainly wouldn't surprise me if that, if they made that a point of interest. And I, and I think they definitely prefer to go with veterans as opposed to, uh, you know, a rookie, unless they were going to spend like a first round pick on an offensive guard, which I mean, you know, if it worked out, that's great. And if it's the best player available in the draft, that's great. But, that is a that is the least sexy pick you could make on day one of the draft. <laughs> You're gonna have a lot of disappointed Saints fans if they're if the Saints are drafting a guard on day one. <laughs> here's here's a here's a, one of the last questions before before I get to the to the to the uh, to the questions that people sent me, uh, and I found it I find it interesting and I want you all got to answer. Kevin, I saw someone on Twitter say that. That this off season for the Saints is going to be the most frustrating off season of the last decade because the reason they said that is because if you're a team and you go four and twelve three years in a row, you just say fuck all this shit, fire everybody, let's start it over. When the Saints were seven and nine, well, and there's there's also you know there's also very little room for. Non-improvement. And well, I that's mean, what I was going to get to. When you go seven and nine, you can say, "God, just fix the goddamn defense, and we'll be fine." When you go thirteen and three, thirteen and three, like, what do you do? Like, I don't know. It, it just the, and it, the, and it, the as chances, a fan, it, the chances of it going, the chances of it going downhill <laughs> uh, are a lot more than a lot higher than of it getting better or even staying the same. Well, why can't they sustain it though? No. I, 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 I don't understand sure. that. Well, you know what they can, and you know what, and we. I mean, the Patriots have been doing that for about, twenty Ralph, years. We never, well, Ralph, we never went over our preseason predictions. We never even discussed that. Oh, uh, no, because didn't. I think I think we felt I think we felt that way last year. I I I did last year. I felt like well, there's no way they're going to go thirteen and three again and have as great of a season as they did, and they. They fucking wound up doing it, and they did it with five games with Teddy Bridgewater, arguably making this season even better than last season. Um, so, yeah, Andrew, you're right. There's no reason why you can't go 13-3 and three for three seasons in a row. Has that ever happened in the NFL, in the history of the NFL? I mean, the 49ers when they were good, the Cowboys when they were good, I feel like yeah. they were— It's hard to do. I mean, obviously, yeah. the NFL parody reigns, but— uh, I mean, it is possible. And again, I'm impressed. I think my prediction was like 11 and five. I, I certainly was not thinking 13 and three again. So you have to eat be- an Olive Garden twice. Yeah, yeah, great, awesome. Andrew, what do you have to do? Uh, I think I I have to drink a certain number of IPAs. Is that right? So two. Kevin, what was your prediction? Uh, uh, what the hell did I pick? I, did I do 11 and five? I don't even remember what I picked. I picked fourteen and two. Wow, you were <laughs> really. I had that probably really... all said you were crazy. I know. And, and when I, Eddie Ridgewater hold on, got... listen to listen to this run that the 49ers went on, starting in '87. They were th- and and of course they were in our division, which sucked balls. But they were thirteen <laughs> and two in '87, ten and six in '88, fourteen and two in '89, fourteen and two in '90. Ten and six in ninety one, 
14 and 2 in 92, 10 and 6 in 93, 13 and 3 in 94, 11 and 5 in 95, 12 and 4 in 96, 13 and 3 in 97, 12 and 4 in 98. So, I mean, uh, 10 wins was the floor. 10 wins was the yes. absolute floor. I mean, that was basically 10 years. 10 years of 10 and 6 or higher. In 88, they went 10 and 6 in three way. The, the, the NFC West had the Saints, 49ers, and the Rams all 10 and 6. The Saints didn't make the playoffs. The 49ers ended up winning the Super Bowl. Now, I, I would say it's harder to have sustained excellence these, these days with the salary cap. But when you have a culture, I mean, I just want to say when you have Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis and you know, now I know that there's been some seven and nines, but that that's been the floor for the Saints. And I just think when you have a culture of winning and you know how to scout, you know how to get the right guys in the building, you know how to win football games. I believe that the Saints approach business, football, all of it from the top down. They just approach it better than most NFL teams. And when you look at these teams that have been perennial losers in the last two decades, whether it's the Dolphins or Jets, Browns, Bengals, and sure, like, those teams have like occasional blips on the radar where they go 10 and six and you're like, Whoa, what happened? Like maybe they're better now, but then they go right back to being terrible. The Jaguars are, are kind of have, have been one of the teams to recently do that. And I really just think it's from the top down, the Redskins are guilty of this. Like I just think they run their business poorly and whether it's an ownership that's meddling and they don't know enough about football or there's just a bad locker room culture and they don't pay close enough attention to it. I think the Saints, I actually think this whole Junior Gallette and 7-9 and nine period taught them a lot. They learned a lot about that. And it's not that they can't have a bad season or a losing season, but I would bet even after Drew Brees on the Saints having sustained excellence because I believe they're a really well-run business. Yeah, now, wait, it's... going back to the 49ers, uh, they also went through that amazing period while they transitioned from their yep. uh, Hall of Fame uh, franchise quarterback to another new young quarterback, so does that sound familiar? Hmm. It does. Uh, maybe, 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 uh, maybe we can. And the trans they, they transferred here in New Orleans. They transferred the 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 transition involved a quarterback from BYU that liked to scramble. How about that? <laughs> So when I have to drink these two IPAs, are, are you, I get you guys pick. picking I get what pick kind? Yeah, 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 I'm picking. Or you can't do like some double IPA bullshit, all right? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna pick the hoppiest, bitterest motherfucker. I'd rather drink cat I'm, I'm, I'm going West Coast on your ass. Oh. <laughs> so I think uh, I have it. I think I have it worse than Dave. I would much prefer to eat, eat at Olive Garden than drink an IPA. I could probably find something good that I can eat at Olive Garden. And no lunch. You got to eat dinner at Olive Garden. All do, right. the, do the tour of Italy or some shit. Oh, and uh, you have to you have to finish the breadsticks. Like you have to take video of finishing the breadsticks, the unlimited breadsticks, and ask for a refill. <laughs> Here's I got. They got some. A quick video of you with your waitress and say, "Hey, I'm done with my breadsticks. Can I have some more, please?" Oh God, Kevin, this is a good question from some from Sev. Would a would an officiating calamity at the Super Bowl warm your heart? Absolutely. I'm. I. I hope there's six of them. <laughs> I hope there's one in the opening drive. I hope there's one late in the late at the end of the first half. I hope there's one at the start of the third quarter. And then I hope there's three in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. Hmm, I don't know. I I feel like if they have as uh, as horrific a bad call as they have in the NFC Championship game for the Saints-Rams, that it'll make the Saints-Ram game, it'll kind of like bump it down the list. And I want it to be at the top of all-time worst. I, eh, I, I mean, it doesn't... No, I, my... my <sighs> Here, here's here's the thing uh, that, that 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 Saints fans need to ask themselves: Do we want shit to get fixed, 
or do we just want to be able to say that we had the worst call ever happened to us and we got screwed boo hoo hoo and just be able to hold on to that and nothing else oh that's true i just want i mean so i and and plus plus at the same time it's like and again i'm not it, this isn't total fucking uh altruism isn't the right word but uh Somebody out there will know will know the, the the right word for it, but it's not like I'm being pure of heart here. Again, I want the NFL to look as terrible as possible <laughs> on the grandest stage of all to shame them into fixing rules or fixing the way they officiate games. What about what about a J Lo boob pop? No, no. Oh. Look, you know what I want. Listen, you could have J- look. You could have J. Look, my choices could be look. J. Lo will come and give you a lap dance in your living room, or you can watch <laughs> referees fuck up calls. I'm going to take the referees fucking up I, calls. I want a call so egregious in the Super Bowl that Trump tweets about it. That's what I want. That's Trump's going to fall asleep. Trump's going to fall asleep <laughs> by the middle of the second I quarter. No. All right. So listen. Um, I know. Dave and Kevin aren't necessarily as big of LSU fans. Go Tigers! As me and Andrew. Yeah, you um, know there I'm, are uh, <laughs> there uh, there are yes there are people out there that aren't Saints there, fans and Tiger fans. There are, there are but there are. I mean, Dave, you are Dave. You are rooting for LSU against Clemson, though, right? Yes, of course. Like it's for business, but but I guess for me, no, not for business. I mean, obviously, everybody I know is. We need LSU this. Fan. Like, and we, I mean, hey, look, Joe. Joe Burrow has uh, he's won me over. I'm a big Joe Burrow we, fan. We and Andrew, I think me and you can speak to this, maybe or Kevin too. We like as as a sports fan, me personally, I need LSU t- to finish this tomorrow because between the NFC Championship, the Astros losing four straight World Series games, the Saints losing another playoff game on the last play. I cannot have this much sports sorrow in barely over They're going to do it, man. They're going to do they it. They got they got to wrap this up tomorrow. I need this. It. It's happening. <laughs> I can feel it. I tell you what, can uh I got to can I can I get my pick in and uh and and head out? You, you can. Go Tigers. Absolutely, Go. coach. Uh Tigers 41. Tigers 27. <laughs> Jerk off. That's that's yeah. LSU winning, right? Yeah. That's all what? That's LSU winning, right? Sure. Kevin Kevin may not be a degenerate gambler like me and won a bunch of money gambling NFL games this weekend at mybookie.ag, but you should go there and still get a 100% sign-up bonus and gamble on the last two weekends of NFL football. You're almost out of time. You should do it. Use the code chair. You get a 100% sign-up bonus. Do it now. Go to mybookie.ag. They have the best website, the most secure, best online gambling experience you can you can find anywhere. Use the code chair. Get a 100% sign-up bonus. Mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, by the way, my wife. She had an aneurysm when I texted her that the Titans were up 14 to nothing and Tanny Hill was probably going to the AFC Championship game. Her, <laughs> the phone call from her, it was nothing but rage and hatred and bitterness. If he goes to, if Tanny Hill goes to the Super Bowl in Miami, I seriously worry about my <laughs> wife's mental health. She is, is. I don't. I don't know if you combine that with the Astros losing. If she's going to be able to keep it together, like it's it's too much to bear. Kansas City needs to win next Sunday. Um, no way, man. I am. Uh, I am rooting for the Titans all the way on this one. This is <laughs> this is awesome. They they. I can't. I can't believe they took down the Ravens, man. That was an awesome game. <laughs> Tanny Hill was a seven of fourteen. He was Derrick like, Henry, he was a, man, what a beast! He oh was, yeah, Derrick Henry is God. Like, he, uh, there's, I, I, I'm convinced the Saints they would have beaten the Saints if he was playing. 
I mean, the thing is with Tennessee that that's, that baffles me is I get that the Saints, Henry didn't play, so we didn't get the full Titan experience, right? But their defense, like, I looked at it, I was like, it's not, it's okay, but it's not that great. And they have been fucking lights out for two weeks. Like, I did not, I did not get a sense. Yeah, the from, Saints cut them up pretty good. I mean, it took a while. You know, the Saint, they shut yeah. the down Saints down for a half. Um, but A quarter. What's that? A quarter. Yeah, Think well, about it. A quarter and a half. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Tennessee, they just – they. It was. It's just. It's just stunning to me that 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 team is got a good shot to go to the Super Bowl. But anyway, everybody, this has been the Saints Happy Hour podcast. By the way, thanks for the seven people that signed up over the weekend. Joel, Amanda, uh, they signed up for seven dollar podcast. If you sign up at seven dollars, you get a koozie, you get a magnet, and if you sign up at the ten dollar level, you get Andrew's grades. He's going to grade every free agent signing the Saints do this off season, and you get a sticker, and the magnet, and the koozie, and we had a per- Andrew's not only Andrew's dad, but we had two other people sign up at the thirty dollar level. If you sign up at the thirty dollar level, you get a mug that celebrates. 28 to 3 and you get to drink coffee and remind yourself of how horrific the Falcons were in a Super Bowl that one time. What better oh, way to you start? Forgot to mention, you forgot to mention that I was quoted in a kid's book. Oh yeah, you were quoted in a kid's you were quoted in yeah. a kid's yeah. book. I don't I don't I don't get this. So who It's, it's who, insane. It's do you so know like, who wrote the book? Do you know who No, is? no, his name is Jim Whiting. I have no idea who he is. Where, and Where did he so, get your quote from? Well, well so apparently one of the listeners on our show clued me into this because I had no idea. So he, he sent me a tweet and he was like, hey, I noticed your name in this book. That's crazy. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So I find it on Amazon and I, of course I had to buy the book. But like this guy is like a kid's author. So he, he's he got books on like – and it's like history of NFL teams. And you know it's written for kids and it's probably like – he's probably got about 20 NFL books got like 20 nba books on individual teams um and he's got like different sports like mixed martial arts and and he just like explains all this stuff to kids and it's crazy because the book is like maybe 30 pages and every quote in there is like jim mora bobby a bear like it's it's all (laughs) former players and coaches except for this one thing about the dome patrol which he obviously lifted off Saints Nation, which is still, I guess, on the Pay web. that man his money. Royalties, And it says, bitch. long-time Saints blogger, Andrew Juch. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I'm famous. Like I'm, I'm, in fact, week, I'm, I'm announcing my retirement. This will be my last show. I've officially made it. Um, that Ralph, thanks for all the it's years of supporting me. Um, but it doesn't get any higher than this, it right? Does, it does not. It does not. You know... But I want to thank everybody for supporting us. Sign up. Support the show. Do it every day. You're going to want your Saint fix. It's going to be free agency time before you know it. Uh, I am, I'm sad when the Saints have lost. Obviously, we wanted to go to the Super Bowl. But part of me loves the off-season shows even more because that's when me and Kevin and the rest of the and me, Kevin, Dave, and Andrew, we all get to shine because we get to do serious, in-depth football discussions like what Saints are on Cameo. And that's why you need to stick with us all through the offseason because we're the best, biggest Saints podcast out there and we're the most ridiculous. So for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, until next week, the bar is closed. Go Tigers!